Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. A new beginning. Let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, they. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 239 of the Talking Ferrers podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. The Padres have clinched a spot in the postseason. Boy, is that great to say. For the first time on this podcast, on this show, I can say that the Padres have clinched a spot in the postseason. What an amazing atmosphere that was today at Petco Park. Uh, We were scoreboard watching the whole time, that Milwaukee Miami game, that game was crazy. Uh, And then when we saw that score go final, Miami knocking off Milwaukee, magic number is zero. Padres clinch a playoff spot. Showed it on the Jumbotron. That place went nuts. And it's almost like it didn't really matter what happened after the game. Or excuse me, after the Padres clinched. Like, yeah, was it disappointing, I guess, that the Padres lost today? Okay, sure. But what did we want? We wanted to get into the postseason. That's all we care about. Just get into the postseason. It's a new season after that. And this team got into the postseason, and they're celebrating their butts off right now in the clubhouse, and they deserve it. Um, Sure, we can go through these games in this series like I usually do, but I I just want to, I guess, give my perspective as a fan what happened today and yesterday, and you guys in the chat, give me your thoughts. 
Were you at this game? If you were, let me know uh, how you were feeling, your emotions. Because uh, I'm not going to lie. There were definitely uh, some tears, you know, when the Padres clinched a playoff spot. And after the game, when they, after they took their team picture, uh, you know, Will walking off the field, and same with Manny, and, you know, pointing to the fans, clapping to the fans. Like, this is what they play for, you know? Um, this is, you know, Will, he's been through all the ups and all the downs with us. Through the rebuilds, you know, through Andy Green, through Jace Tingler, through the Eric Cosmer contract. In September, dude, you know, remember that? Having to do relays with Andy Green and having Carlos Asuaje on the team and Manuel Margot or Jose Perella or have, you know, Alexi Ramirez at shortstop. He's had to go through all of that. It's, it's you know, Ryan Schimpf. He's had to go through all of that. And he's in the postseason for the first time as a Padre in a full season. 2020. Yeah, that was a great experience. That was an amazing experience seeing the team clinch the postseason spot and play in the postseason, and it was it was fun to see the Padres beat the Cardinals in that wild card series. But that does not measure up to this moment. You know, watching that on TV, the Padres clinched that playoff spot against the Mariners in 2020. That does not measure up to what happened today at Petco Park, and I know that I'm going to say this moment was better, maybe because I'm biased because I was there, but it, it just doesn't. This was an amazing moment. This was the first time that I got to see the Padres clinch a postseason spot live. I was three the last time they clinched a postseason spot. Three. I was two the last time they were at home when they won the division in 05 at home. I don't remember that, you know, so it was just, this doesn't happen, right? And so, it's amazing. It's amazing. And uh, I'm just, this is what was happening at Petco. You know, through all the ups, all the downs. <laughs> to see those guys in that clubhouse, man, it was amazing seeing Jake pouring, you know, beer on Mud's head. Like, Mud, Don. They've been through those broadcasts, you know, where it's 2017 and Potters are getting blown out, right? Game doesn't mean anything. They've been through that, where they're just making jokes, and that's what we're laughing about. It's like, wait till next year, right? No, it's not wait till next year now. It's this year. They're in the postseason, you know? It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, they didn't win today, but 
that was an amazing, amazing moment. Seeing those fans, you know, seeing the players on the field, just, you know, it's, it's just what you play for, right? Um, and are the Padres going to win the World Series this year? I mean, probably not. But this is, you know, making the postseason, that's a step, right? And I said that it's not going to be a successful season. Um, unless they, you know, win the wild card series, and it's, I, I still stand by that. But at the same time, it's not a failure of a season, right? They made the postseason, you know. You know, seeing AJ Preller talking to the media, like this guy. Uh, I'm wearing the shirt right now. AJ Preller is a legend. Like this guy totally reconstructed this team. You know, he was on the road in 2016 or whatever when this team was rebuilding, going and scouting these young players, scouting these prospects, the James Woods, the Robert Hassels, scouting those guys so that he could have that talent available in his farm system to go get guys like Juan Soto. He's acquired Jake Cronenworth. He signed Manny Machado. He brought in Jorge Alfaro. He brought in Hugh Darvish. He brought in Joe Musgrove. He brought in Blake Snell. Shamanias helped us win games. He brought in him. He brought in Trent Grisham. Yeah, is he struggling this year? Sure. But he still helped us win games. He had some walk-offs this year. He brought in Josh Hader. Everything that we wanted to have happened before the trade deadline, he did that. Brandon Drury, he's helped us win games, brought him in. Like, this guy was up until 2.30 in the morning, fell asleep talking to a scout on his phone at 2.30 in the morning at the trade deadline, working his butt off so that we could have this moment right here. You know? And so, yeah, AJ, you got to thank him. You got to thank Peter Seidler for investing in this team. Ha Sung Kim, obviously that's another guy. Jerks and Profar, that's another guy. Nick Martinez, I thought, I'll admit I was wrong, I thought that was probably an overpay at the time. But he has pitched amazing for this team this year, you know? So, you know, AJ did his job, Peter Seidler did his job, just props to everyone, you know? It's just an absolutely amazing feeling. Let me know your thoughts here in the comments here. I'm going to get to today's game. I'll get to uh, my thoughts during this Padres game today. Uh, yesterday, that was an amazing win yesterday. I know they didn't win on Friday, uh, but... A lot of, you know, this episode, it's not really for me. It's not about what really happened in this series. It's more about the road it took to get to this point, to get in the postseason, you know. Glorianne here says, was watching from home, couldn't stop crying. It was amazing to see. Yeah, you weren't the only one, obviously. 
I love seeing this chat. A lot of good comments here. KJ says he was 17 in that 2006 postseason. And obviously, I'd be dumb to, you know, forget uh, the coaching staff, right? I mean, bring it, you know, AJ, he brought in Bob Melvin as well. Bob Melvin's one of the best managers in baseball. He brought in Ruben Niebla, who has helped fix guys, who is, you know, Josh Hader's one of them, who's helped elevate guys. You know, and everyone, you know, there's obviously there are fans, you know, at points in this season that have wanted, you know, the hitting coach fired, uh, some guys fired, but fans are emotional and I understand. Um, but still, just credit to everyone on this staff. Because I know as someone that's worked uh, in a professional sports organization, like really behind the scenes, I know what goes on. and. Maybe not, I haven't been in a major league clubhouse. Uh, well, I have been, but I haven't been, I haven't worked in a major league clubhouse, so I don't know everyone in there. But I've been in an NBA locker room, and there's a lot of hard work that goes on in there. And I can only imagine that that's the same, you know, for the Padres here. And there's a lot of late nights. You know, the people coming home, Employees coming home at like midnight after games, getting up the next day, going to the ballpark five hours before the game. You know, you got to shout out those guys too, right? Oh, man. This is just an amazing, it's an amazing, amazing feeling. Uh, I guess we could start off, start talking about these three games in this series. Feel free as I'm talking to give your thoughts where you were, your emotions and all that. Um, I'm going to start, uh, if I just said, I'm starting with today's game, sorry, I'll start with Friday. Cause I think it's appropriate to start with Friday and then work our way to now. Um, uh, you know, this series, this time around, you sometimes I go, uh, backwards in the series, but this series, you know, Friday night, they lost three to one disappointing. I thought, uh, you know, Darvish, he wasn't his best, right? The Padres saved him for Friday. They thought they'd have a better chance of winning Friday's game to save him for then um, instead of pitch him on Thursday against the Dodgers. Dan, that thurs Thursday against the Dodgers feels like such a long time ago. Um, but they saved him for Friday. He, he wasn't that great. Um, I, you know, he still kept the Padres in the game. You know, they only lost 3-1. And I thought the game kind of turned when Profar was sent on that pro on the uh, Soto double down the right field line. He was sent really bad send by Matt Williams. He was easily thrown out. The ball hadn't even gotten to the cutoff man yet. Uh, or excuse me, the ball got to the cutoff man and Profar hadn't even rounded third yet. Like that's how bad of a send it was. He was easily out. That run would have tied the game. Uh, if he stays at third base, and Matt Williams doesn't try to send him. Yeah, Manny up at the plate. I'd rather take that than bargain on a play that you're probably going to get thrown out on. Like it's not like that was a play where it was so close and it needed a perfect throw to get him and a perfect throw was made. No. He was just thrown out by a mile. So that was a bad send. 
prevented a game, the game from possibly being tied. Uh, Grisham had a strikeout with a runner in scoring position. I think it was in the seventh. Soto, I thought the game was over once Soto hit a home run. To, or Yeah, he hit a home run, but it was foul to left. And uh, after that, he struck out looking. Knew that was going to happen. Right when he hit it foul, knew that that was going to happen. That he was going to strike out looking. Um, and so the Padres lost 3-1. I was probably planning to expand more on this game. But the Padres clinched a freaking postseason spot. You know, like, whatever. That game, whatever. You know? Um, if we get the sixth seed instead of the five, okay. We made the postseason. And that's what I care about. Of course, I'm going to care about the wild card series come Friday. But I, right now, I don't really care what position the Padres are in, five or six. Um, you know, six, maybe that's the easier path. I know some people think that's going to be the easier path because you don't have to play the Dodgers until the NLCS. If you get there, you face the Cardinals, who they beat the last time they played the Cardinals. Um, that would be in St. Louis. And then they get to play the winner of the NL East probably in the division series uh, instead of, yeah, they would play them instead of the Dodgers. So I understand that, but if the team's playing well, I'm confident that they can be in any series. Wild card, definitely. I'm confident that they can beat the Mets, the Cardinals, or the Braves. However that finishes, however the Padres land, wherever they land in the standings, I'm confident that they can uh, finish, you know? Um, I'm confident they can win. Finish the, off that wild card series, best of three. I think they can do it. They have that talented of a team. Um, you know, the starting rotation right now is pitching really, really well. The bullpen is almost lights out. And if the lineup can just score some runs, this team is very, very dangerous. Like Bowmel said post game today when he was talking with Bob Scanlon on the field. He just thinks that this team is just dangerous all around. I agree. You know, when things are going right, and things are going right now, right now the team is playing well, they're very dangerous all around. So uh, I obviously just cannot wait for Friday in the wild card series uh, and get that started, whoever the Padres play. So they lost Friday. That sucked. Um, Grisham, no hits since September. I think 14th. I think that still stands, by the way. I don't think he got a hit the rest of the series. That was after Friday's game uh, that I wrote that down. Um, Azokar, no hits in his last four games. That was entering, I believe, yesterday. I know he got a hit yesterday. So, yeah, the center field position had been struggling. Um, and it's it's not like the center field position is going to be like this strong suit, I don't think. But... um. It, I think it could be a strong suit defensively. And let's say Grisham or Zokar, like what I want from them, I don't know about you guys, but what I want from them is just to make contact, right? Just put the ball in play. Zokar has ridiculous speed. And Grisham, he has the power. You know, what does he have, like 17 home runs this year, something around there? He does have the power. He's just striking out too much. He's striking out looking too much. Just put the ball in play. And you have the solid defense, um, and he could have an impact on the team. Uh, moving to Saturday's game, Padres won this one 5-2. to two. The magic number was 3 entering Saturday, and it was 1 at the end of Saturday night. Uh, I went to all three games in this series, by the way. Friday and Saturday were great atmospheres. Obviously, today 
was an amazing atmosphere. Um, you know, Saturday, yesterday, it was one of those games where it was like, man, this was the perfect Padres win, right? You had their big three on offense, Manny, Soto, and Crony go yard. Soto's bomb was a bomb to dead center. Uh, Crony, yeah, it was kind of barely out, but guess what? That's what where the Crone zone is. It was more of a line drive swing, and I'm fine with that. I loved the emotion that he showed, by the way, pointing up to his college friends up uh, in some suite by uh, down the right field line. I mean, and then Manny homering. Uh, it was just an amazing, amazing win. Like, that's like, okay, if this is going to happen, like I said earlier, this team is ridiculously dangerous all around because the bullpen gave up a combined one run. Clevenger was tremendous. He gave the one home run to Elvis Andrus, the first batter of the game. After that, he went six scoreless innings, two hits, no walks, struck out three. After that, he after he gave up that Andrews home run, and so I know he's not going to start. Um, I mean, injuries obviously could happen, but you'd think the Padres would try to stay away from Musgrove, Stell, and Darvish the rest of the way. Um, but let's say Clev he comes in out of the bullpen in the wild card series. The way he's been pitching, that's valuable. And if he only has to pitch one time around the order or something like that, don't don't have uh, the top of the order face him twice or whatever, he could be even more dangerous, you know? So uh, I, I was very encouraged by what I saw from Clev. Same thing with Manaya, by the way. You know, that series against the Dodgers, I think it was Thursday where he came out of the bullpen and he pitched four scoreless innings. Clev retired 16 in a row at one point yesterday. Those two guys combined their outings, their last two outings combined, two earned runs in 10 innings. And so if those two can be some sort of long relief guys uh, in the wild card series or piggyback come division series time or make a start, probably one of them will have to make a start in the division series if the Padres can get past the Braves or, or it would probably be the Mets uh, in, the, in the wild card, whoever they play, they can get past them. Manai and Kleb, the way they're pitching, they can be very valuable to this Padres team. Lengthen that bullpen. You know, you don't have to immediately go to like Steven Wilson or Pierce Johnson. I mean, I trust them, uh, but I think it would be nice to go to someone like Kleb, who I, I believe his velocity is up right now. Um, and so, very encouraged by what I saw there. It was just a perfect win, I thought. Yeah, Kleb gave up a run. Uh, was it Pierce Johnson who gave up a run? I think. I think he gave one run. But 5-2, I mean, I thought the Padres had control. Once Crony hit that home run, it felt like the Padres controlled that game. Like they were going to win that game. Uh, got the magic number down to one. And going into today, I was like, this is going to happen. The Padres are going to clinch a postseason spot today. Whether it was a Brewers loss or a Padres win, it ended up being a Brewers loss, which I don't, I don't care. They got in, right? I, I thought they were going to get in. Um, and so yesterday obviously was huge because both things happened that got that magic number down to one. If the Padres weren't able to win yesterday, they wouldn't have clinched today because they lost and Milwaukee uh, lost. They would only gain one game. The magic number would be one right now instead of none and in the postseason. So, obviously, yesterday was huge, one of the hugest wins of the year. Uh, and this season is not over. 
So I don't want this to sound like I'm uh, saying, okay, let's recap the best moments of the year because the season's over, right? Like if it was like 2017, oh, remember that one walk-off? Like that was a cool moment. No, I'm mentioning them right now because these moments help the Padres get to the win total that they are at right now. These wins help them clinch a postseason spot. You know, you don't just get in by winning 70 games, obviously, right? We've had plenty of those seasons. These moments, and I'm probably going to miss some, so feel free in the chat. Let me know moments that you could think of after I name some moments. Um, best moments, best wins of the year that helped the Padres get to 87 and 72, which is where they're at right now, postseason spot clinched. I mean, what I think of, I think of yeah, uh, Saturday's game, obviously. That win, getting the magic number down to one. Um, I'm going to try to go now starting beginning of the season more towards now. Uh, you think of, obviously the walk-offs come to mind, right? Uh, you think of the home opener where C.J. Abrams homered first at-bat at Petco Park. Manny with a five-hit game. Joe Musgrove pitched great. Remember that game? You remember the Colorado game where Joe Musgrove was playing tic-tac-toe with Chad Cole, and he pitched six amazing innings. Manny homered. You know, you remember those, at least I do. I remember those games. I remember, because I used to go to school in New York, sitting in my dorm room in New York, and Jorge Alfaro hitting the three-run walk-off home run on Mother's Day and going nuts. You know, like, those are the moments. The walk-offs. The walk-off singles by Alfaro. The walk-off walks. You know, the second most exciting play in baseball, um, as one would say. Shout out Austin, uh, Austin Williams. Um, but, I mean, you remember, you remember those types of moments. Uh, I, I'm for sure going to remember, because he's my favorite player, I'm sure going to remember the crony walk-off single against the Dodgers. You know, where the Dodgers, they could have won the game. Maybe they were deeper, but they came up with those big hits. Padres got that win you know those little moments and sure could the Padres have clinched a playoff spot before today yeah there are many times where you're thinking in the middle of the season if this team doesn't make the postseason you're going to look at you're going to look back at these games I always believed they were going to make the postseason there were people in August on Twitter that were saying the season's over this team is playing like crap this is not a playoff team but that's baseball. There's ups and there's downs. And so those people that didn't keep the faith, sure, be excited right now. But I think the people that kept the faith even more than the people that didn't and always believed this team was going to make the postseason, like I did, they have more joy today because they stuck through it and they hung with this team. They kept the faith always with this team. You know, and so it's no disrespect to any fans that didn't keep the faith with, with this team because all of us are Padres fans. So I totally, I understand fans' reactions, you know, um, and it could be an emotional time, right? I understand that, but I guess it's just a lesson to keep the faith, to be honest. Um, and going back some games where it didn't look great, you know, opening day, we lost that game, right? Stam gave up the home run to Seth Beer. Arizona got free beers, right? 
Um, you had the Padres up 6 nothing against the Diamondbacks earlier this year, and Eric Hosmer throwing the ball to second base when C.J. was playing in the outfield and a run scores. You know, you had the game in Cleveland. I think it was a doubleheader where they lost that one. And Naylor and Hedges, I think, came through with big hits. You had the game in Pittsburgh where Hosmer tried to backhand the ball instead of getting in front of it, you know? You have those games where it's like, okay, if, if they don't make the postseason, we're going to remember those games. But now that they did, now instead of looking back at those moments as, oh, man, those moments cost us our season, no, no, no. We can look back at those moments as saying, that was just a down. That was just one of the negatives. That was just one of those down parts of the roller coaster of a season. Because that's baseball, right? But today is one of the positives. Sure, they lost today 2-1 to the White Sox. But today is one of those where, no, it's up. And guess what? This roller coaster, it's, it's going to continue. You know, the postseason... They're not going to go. They're not going to win every game, right? We don't know if they're going to win the wild card series, but that's just part. That's the fun thing about baseball. You don't know what's going to happen. Things are going to happen. Unexpected things are going to happen during the season that you just don't know when it's going to happen. You know, so um, I'm just could not be more prouder of this team. Obviously, there was a lot of adversity that was thrown onto this team. I mean, Bob Melvin missing time with surgeries and health issues and Ryan Christian having to step in there and Ryan Christian's having COVID at one point and having Ryan Flaherty have to manage games, you know, and, and Manny having that injury uh, in Colorado where we thought, Oh no, he's probably out for months. Are we going to make the postseason here? Again, I always thought we were, but if he was going to be out for a long period of time, there's no guarantee. But then he worked his butt off 14 hours of rehab a day to come back and help this team. And so that's part of the reason why I got so emotional at Petco today, seeing Manny walk off that field and, you know, salute the fans and stuff, you know. Because this guy put his heart and soul into this season and being there for the guys, being there for the fans, playing every day, working his butt off so that he can play every day. You know, I just respect that a ton. I respect that so much from those guys that play every day. You know, that post, right? Crony's one of those guys as well. That's why I love him so much too. Um, you know, he's not the biggest name, but he plays every day. He suits up. He lays out on defense. I could watch that guy play defense all day. I could go down the line, by the way, of so many great moments from this team this year. And it's not over. Like Bob Melvin said, there's still more work to be done. But I just find myself right now really reflecting on some, just reflecting on the roller coaster of this year. The great moments. The not so great moments. Um, that led to the postseason. This team is in the postseason. It just, it just brings a smile to my face all the time. Whenever I say that, whenever I said that today or whenever I've thought that in my mind like can you really believe it um, sure did I expect this team to make the postseason before the season yeah did everyone probably yeah because it was a talented team did everyone expect this team to make the postseason when they made the moves that they did make 
before the trade deadline? Yeah. But that doesn't make it less emotional. Oh, they were expected to be there. Well, no, no, no. Being a Padres fan, yeah, we can expect to be there. We expected to make the postseason last year. It's not a guarantee, you know? So I'm just so proud of this team. It was disappointing today. You know, I could talk about this game a little bit today. By the way, I am going to play some audio um, from the clubhouse of some fun celebratory moments in there because there was some really, really fun moments um, in that clubhouse with Mud in there. Oh, seeing Mud in there and seeing Tony in there, Tony Gwynn Jr. in there. I wish Don was there. But seeing those guys in there, you know, they're with the team all the time, every day. Think about this. This is the first time Mud's been able to do this as well since 2006. He's been broadcasting games for over a decade and hasn't been able to do this. 2020, he was up there in the broadcast booth being emotional about it. He didn't get to be in the clubhouse like this and celebrate. You know, so it, it's those moments that um, I, I appreciate. It, it makes me smile when I watch those moments. Padres are in the playoffs. I'll, I'll say it again. It's it, it's amazing. Uh, so today, Padres lost 2-1. Um, Lance Lynn, yeah, he pitched pretty darn well. Kind of pitched like the Cy Young Lance Lynn that we saw last year. He, he uh, Well, we didn't really see it last year, but baseball fans saw last year. He placed third in the wild card. Uh, or not wild, sorry. My thoughts are so fixed on that wild card starting Friday. He placed third in the Cy Young voting. Uh, last year. He just hasn't had that same year this year. But today he went seven innings, gave up one earned run, walked one, struck out five. Um, Lopez and Hendricks came in, didn't give up any runs. So yeah, their pitching was really, really good today. And Blake Snell on the other side of things, Blake Snell matched Lance Lynn. Another really, really positive thing that I saw today. I mean, Blake Snell, he was riding riding that fastball up in the zone today. It was consistent. And maybe I'll go back and watch the game because obviously I was at the game, so I didn't have the best angles. Uh, but you could tell he was attacking with that fastball uh, and getting some quick outs. And so I absolutely loved what I saw from Blake today. Six innings, one run, three hits, only walked one guy. You know, when those walks are down, he's usually great. Um, struck out six. And guess what? You want to talk about a roller coaster of a season? That's Blake Snell. You know, he had some good starts first half of the year, but it wasn't consistent. He's always a second-half pitcher. That's what it feels like, or you look at the numbers, he is always a second-half pitcher, you know? Um, and then once the second half hit, he's been that 2020 Blake Snell, the guy that was dominating the Dodgers and was pulled early in the World Series. Like, that's the guy we're getting right now. And so that is going to be huge. If he's starting a game two in the wild card series in Queens at City Field against Max Scherzer or whoever is pitching there, if the Padres are playing the Mets, let's say they're playing the Mets as the five seed against the four seed, um, I'm confident the Padres that Blake Snell can go help and lead the Padres to a victory there because of how well he's pitching right now. He, he looks confident on the mound. You know, there's sometimes where Blake doesn't look confident. There's sometimes this year where he just hasn't looked confident on the mound. Um, that's not what I'm seeing right now. I'm seeing a lot of confidence from Blake right now on the mound. 
Uh, and the bullpen today, they gave up combined one run, one earned run. And so, yeah, they lost 2-1, but it was a competitive game. At the end of it, they had Jorge Alfaro come up. Was it bases loaded? I know there was, it was first and, first and second. So Josh Bell was on first. Nola was on second. Or, uh, excuse me, Grisham pinched ran. I remember that. Grisham pinched ran at first. I think Dixon was at second. And then uh, Alfaro, he did ground out to short. Padres lost. But again, okay, the Padres made the postseason. That's what all those fans went into Petco Park to see today, to see the Padres make the postseason, to see those guys celebrate, to be able to celebrate with all of San Diego in there to celebrate this team, what they've done this year, the joy that they brought to the city, you know? Um, what a moment that was. I mean, I can take you through my point of view if you guys want that. I was at Petco today. Got there early. I just wanted to be there. There was no other place I wanted to be other than Petco. Um, it was amazing, you know. Before the game, Joe Musgrove. I mean, talk about a guy who gets it, throwing the football uh, to kids in the stands to different fans. He brought a couple fans onto the field uh, pregame and played catch with them, signed some autographs and stuff like. Talk about a leader. He's someone who gets it. And then the game started. And for me, when I'm at Padres games, for anyone who knows me, I'm not on my phone a ton. Uh, maybe I'm on my phone during half innings to check what people, um, what people's thoughts are, what they're thinking. But when I'm at the game, I'm watching the game. You know, I, I'm not someone that goes and walks around or get goes and gets food during games like. I do that before the game. I go to watch the game at Petco. That wasn't really the case for me most of today. I'd be lying if I said I watched every pitch of Blake Snell today. I didn't. Um, I was sitting there in my season ticket seats, and I, was, I had the Marlins-Brewers game on my phone. My phone battery was totally taking a hit, by the way, because that game went into extra innings. And I'm using my one of my hands to shade the phone so I could see the game and watch the game because the scoreboard in right field that showed the game, it was totally off. Like, not the scoreboard, it's like literally, but it was late. Like, the updates, I was watching the game and updating people around in my section what was going on, updating my mom what was going on uh, in that game because the scoreboard was like two outs behind sometimes. And I'm like... That's not good enough. I need to see this game. What's happening right now? Um, and, you know, Miami, they took the lead in the 10th on, uh, I believe, I forget what it was, but I do, what I do remember was Adamas tied it in the bottom of the 10th, had a single to left. I was watching that. And then uh, in the 11th, was it the 11th? I think the game ended in 12 innings. It's all a blur. What? how many innings that game or everything that happened that game because that game was crazy entertaining. Yeah, 12 innings it went. And 11th inning, no runs were scored. Um, in the 12th inning, they, I'm walking down from my seats to go sit by my uncle down the right field corner. And I'm watching the game as I'm walking through the concourse. And I see Miguel Rojas 
single the right field, bring in a run. Marlins take the lead. Turned to my mom behind me. Marlins took the lead. Got smiles on her face. Walk into the seats and sit down in the seats. Watch the end of it. And what I remember is, I guess mine, my phone, I guess, was a little delayed. The scoreboard was really delayed then because I looked up and there was a fan who, there were a couple fans, got up, started yelling, pumping their fists, looking at the crowd to get up because the Brewers had lost then. You know, the Padres just clinched a playoff spot. And, and then, so that, the right field corner, I think, were the first people to realize where I was that the Padres were going to the postseason, that Milwaukee had just lost to Miami because everyone started cheering. And then it got loud throughout the stadium because then once people heard people cheering, people checked their phones or there was the, and then I looked up, there was the scoring update um, on the right field scoreboard. And, and then Alex Miniak on the PA system, Padres clinch a postseason spot. And that place went absolutely nuts when that happened it went it was bananas in there um man it was there was a lot of joy in that place like the Padres were losing they lost the game but it was a win today was a win and like I said earlier I there was definitely some tears you know um after you know I was done getting up clapping and celebrating and stuff like it hits you you know, I don't know if you guys had this too, but you're standing there uh, clapping or I think I was standing and, you know, the game's going on, but that's not really what you're thinking about. You know, you're thinking about this season, the ups and the downs, right? And you're thinking about uh, just the things that the Padres have had to go through this year. Uh, you know, obviously the Tatis news was heartbreaking for a lot of us for all of us right uh that was something we weren't expecting he had just doubled and tripled in a rehab game the day before but this team rallied um you know those it that you know when i had i had some tears because i was also thinking about the high moments too i already went through some of those high moments i forgot to talk about uh, the Juan Soto debut game where Brandon Jury hit the grand slam in the first inning. Um, what a game that was. I think Crony homered in that game too. Tremendous game there. Um, just, just everything, it just hits you. At least for me, it just hit me. Um, and when something happens like that, I, I, I can't hide it. You know, it's, it's not like I wasn't like, I wasn't crying because, like, I was sad. No, I was just elated that this team was making the postseason. It was like, this this is really happening. This is really freaking happening. This team is going to the postseason. And as I said earlier, yeah, we were expected to, but we've been expected to do a lot of things. We were expected to make the postseason last year and collapse. You know, baseball is a long, long season. This wasn't a 60-game season. You know, and there were more, so there were more ups and downs than in a 60 game season, right? And uh, I always kept the faith, but it, it still just hit me like this, this really, really happened. Um, so huge applause for everyone in the organization, to the fans, to all of us, right? Everyone that 
tunes in every day to the Padres games and uh, the fans, the season ticket holders like myself and my family uh, that have showed up all year long um, and, you know, watch those games on TV uh, in L.A. where Sham and I was getting smacked around by the Dodgers or they scored five runs off of Darvish in the first inning. All those moments, you know, they, they just come back to you right now because it's like, you know, they survived that. They got through that. They're in the postseason. And let's go. You know, let's ride. As Russell Wilson says, let's ride, you know. So huge applause. All right, so I'll go through the comments here. And I also wanted to play some audio from the clubhouse. Uh, this is going to be from, like, Valley Sports San Diego. I think all of it is going to be. Um, because there were some moments that just, just made me smile, made me laugh. Of mud in there with crony and manny in there talking to scan uh will talking with mud i mean talk about those two guys like us that have been through all of it right it just brings a smile to your face to, to get to see those people celebrate they finally get to celebrate together you know um where should we start here first i'll go through the chat i know there's been a lot of chat here if you want to support the channel again you can use the super chat button uh, I appreciate that. Regular videos, you can use the super thanks button. But I don't do this for the money. I do this because it's a passion of mine to share the Padres, my Padres fandom with you guys and talk Padres baseball with you. Um, all right. I know some of these comments were probably like 40 minutes ago, but bear with me here. Uh, Mills, I agree with this comment here. I don't care what anyone says. Every player on that team did something to help get them where they are. I agree. You know, like I said earlier, Trent Grisham, he struggled early on. Or not early on. He, he struggled as of late. That's what I meant. Um, I mean, early on as well. So, yeah, I guess early on. He hasn't, he, he has not had the best season. Uh, he struggled defensively even. But he did have some walk-offs. He's had some big home runs for this team. He's had some big diving catches. You know, the diving catch in Colorado, I believe it was that last road trip. Uh, that probably changed the course of that game. You know, he's had moments. Jose Zocar, he had a walk-off this year. Jorge Alfaro's obviously had walk-offs. Austin Nola, um, there's been some really good blocks that he's had. There's been some big games. Uh, that was this year. I mean, this year's been so long, but that was this year against no, uh, against his brother Aaron. He has that one single. Padres, I believe, won that game one nothing. You could go throughout the entire roster guys that have helped this team win. Maybe not Brandon Dixon because he just got here, but everyone has contributed to the Padres winning. Nabil Chrismat, he was in the clubhouse today celebrating with the Padres. He's not on the active roster right now, but you know for sure that he had an impact. He for sure had an impact. Um, obviously, Manny, I, I think he should win MVP this year, NL MVP. Uh, yeah, call me biased. Okay, I'm biased. But that guy put his heart and soul out for this team. You talk about valuable, that's valuable right there. Missing nine games on an injury that guys would probably be out for a month for, you know, maybe a couple months. Rehabbing 14 hours a day so he could be back for his team. That's an MVP right there. If the, if the Padres did not have Manny Machado on this team, he would, or the Padres would not be in this spot right now. They just wouldn't. Uh, Brandon Jury's helped this team win. Josh Bell's had some homers. Um, to help this, I think he had a big homer against was it the Nationals? 
that finally got him going a little bit there. Juan Soto. Yeah, did he get off to a slow start? Yeah, but he's been great defensively, I think. Had a big home run yesterday to tie the game. He's had other big moments as well. I mean, you could go down the roster. And I'd probably be here for two hours doing that. I mean, Jake Cronenworth, obviously, he's my favorite player. I mean, I could go through many games that he has had a huge impact on this team winning. Obviously, yesterday on Saturday with that big home run. The Milwaukee game, that's another game I'm going to remember. Uh, I believe Azokar, that might have been the Azokar walk-off game, actually. But that play that he made when Nick Martinez was on the mound, I think Crony was playing short at that time. Diving play up the middle, saved a run which would have tied the game at that time, I believe, that kept the game, I believe, with the one-run lead for the Padres. Diving play, got up or from his knees, made the throw to first, ended the inning. Like, those plays, you can go through the entire roster, as I said, of guys that have helped this team at some point and helped them get to where they are right now and helped them clinch a postseason spot. Um, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Eric Cosmer. But I think, you know, shining a spotlight on not just him, but what I mean is shining a spotlight on guys that aren't on the team anymore. Mackenzie Gore, he started off this season really, really hot on the mound, uh, helping this team win games. Um, C.J. Abrams helped this team win games. You know, it's, yeah, Hassel and Wood, their prospects and all that, but they helped the Padres get Soto and get Bell, right? from their performances in the minor leagues. So really, it's an organizational win today, getting to the postseason. It, it truly is a group effort. Uh, and like I've said already multiple times, I, I just could not be happier for this team. All right, let's continue here with the chat. SXY Flip 2112 says, best Potters team I've seen since the 98 season. Uh, well, this is probably the best team I've seen, or at least the best team I, I remember, because uh, I think this team is better than the 2020 Padres. They're definitely healthier. Carlos asks, should Nabil Chris Matt be in the bullpen? Uh, well, rosters are going to go from 28 to 26, so Dixon will be gone, and then probably Stammen would be gone, I would think. Um... So probably not. If, if they want Manaya and Cleb on the roster, both of them for the wild card, I would think Nabil wouldn't be on it. That's, so I, I, my gut answer there right out of the gate is probably no. Injuries could happen and stuff, but I would think no. Uh, but it's a good question. Um, just going through the chat here. Anthony says, if we can get out of the wildcard series and play in the NLDS, we might have a chance. Oh, yeah, definitely. If we get through the wildcard series, you have to be playing well, you know, some type of well, right? You got to be playing well to some degree to get uh, into the postseason or to get past that wildcard series, to win that wildcard series, to get to the, D to the division series. So, yeah, if, they're, if they get past the wildcard series, they have a chance against anyone including the Dodgers. Yes, including the Dodgers. They have a chance. The Dodgers, in past years, they've shown they're not the same team come postseason time than they are in the regular season. It's one thing to win 107 games in the regular season. 
doing it in the postseason. It's a different season. Throw everything that happened this year out the window. Um, it's just different. So, yeah, I think we have a chance. Now, I'm not saying that if we get past the Mets in the wild card series, if that's who they play, that you should expect the Padres to beat the Dodgers. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying that you should expect them to be competitive. You should expect them to not get swept, I think. Yeah, Mr. Robot, I agree. Mud was loving that club, those clubhouse interviews with Myers. Yep. He said, Mr. Robot also says Gallagher Square is still going off. It's packed. I did see that there was a concert there, uh, someone from some group from Tijuana. So, yeah, it was packed like at the end of the game because the concert was happening right after the game, which I thought was a little weird. I know they probably planned that months in advance, but I thought that was a little weird. Uh, because there were probably a lot of fans that wanted to like be in the stands but couldn't because they needed to be there for the concert. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I assume it's still packed. It's probably still somewhat packed um, downtown with people celebrating, you know? Adam says, since the Phillies are only one game back now and own the tiebreaker, do you think we should sit Soto, Manny, Drury, Cronenworth the next few days for rest for the sixth seed? That's a good question. I would say no. I would say that you do rest Manny and Soto and Drury and Cronenworth. You can rest them for a game or two or for two days in a row to end, to end the season to give them some rest. But I don't think that you rest them all three days or you rest all of them to try to get the six. You don't, here, I'll say this. You don't rest them to try to get the six seed. You rest them because you're trying to get them ready for the wild card series regardless of who you play. You want to keep them healthy. I think resting them and trying to lose or trying to not win and keep that five seed, that's where you're flirting with, this, with danger. I think whenever that happens, whenever team tries to fall down so that they can get an opponent that they want over the other, it ends up not working out. They end up losing to the team that they were trying to get to play, if that makes sense. So no. I don't think they should do that. I do like that idea, though, of giving guys rest. I think they will. I don't think that Darvish should pitch again, obviously, in this regular season. Snell and Musgrove, I mean, if you want to throw bullpens, I guess, but bring Reese Kinnear up. Bring those guys up. Have Chris Matt come pitch. Like, why pitch those starters that are going to be pitching in the wildcard series, you know? Unless you're getting them a couple innings work, but even then, I'd rather have it be in a bullpen or something. Unless they like request to pitch, I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't pitch them. Uh, I'd get them ready for the wild card series. Now that's different from me saying I wouldn't pitch them so we can go play the card or we yeah so that we can get the six seed fall from five to six to go play the Cardinals get an easier opponent. I'm not doing that. I still want to win these games because again I, I just maybe I believe in karma, bad karma. You you're trying to do that. You're trying to uh, you know pull some funny business like that. It usually doesn't work out. I think you just take the spot where you're at and you go beat the Mets or you go beat the Braves, whoever you play. It's going to be tough regardless of what way they go. You know, the Cardinals, if they had to go, if they do fall to the sixth seed and play the Cardinals, they're going to face a tough test in, the, in that team in the Cardinals. 
They've been to the postseason, it feels like, year in and year out. They play really well at home. They're a different team at home this year than they are on the road. Um, so it's going to be tough either way. Um, even if they get the sixth seed and then they play the Cardinals, and who'd they play then? They'd play the Braves probably. The Braves are still going to be tough. Like It doesn't matter who you like. The, I get it. The sixth seed is an easier path. But trying to get the sixth seed, I, I don't think that's smart. I think you just you accept where you're at. These next few days, you use it to get guys rest who need it, but you don't try to lose. That, that, I don't think that's smart. Irie says, I'm telling you guys, El Gallo is going to come out of nowhere, hit that clutch base hit to score that winning run to get us into the World Series. <laughs> That's a long way down the road. I don't even want to think about I mean, thinking about that scenario, of course, that's amazing, but that is a long way down the road. That's um, You have to get by probably the Dodgers first to even think about that. Like, that would be cool. Obviously, Will being our guy and being through all the ups and downs, like I mentioned earlier, but Let's focus on the wild card series. Let's focus on having guys healthy, and let's focus on the wild card series first. I don't want to get too far ahead. You know, it's not like it was the regular season, and you know we can say, or like I was saying, well, when they make the postseason, um, we're going to line up the rotation like this. I don't think that was getting too far ahead because that's that was going to happen. But talking about the World Series or even the NLCS, that's too far. Right now, I think you got to worry about the wild card series. Gabe says, "Got a ball signed by Cronenworth earlier this year. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he is a cool. I, I met him. I met him earlier this year. Got a picture. Uh, it was like um, five hours before the game. Uh, I was the only one there. Really cool moment. Um, he's my favorite player. I, I just really respect." The day in, day out, the posting, you know, posting every day, being in that lineup. You can rely on him to be in that lineup. Um, the last day off for him that I remember was like his bobblehead day. He's probably had day offs, you know, since then, but I don't remember a day off before that. Uh, and that day off for the bobblehead day was scheduled. And Bo Bomel just, he said, eh, that's on me. I didn't even remember. Uh, I didn't even think about the bobblehead. So, sorry, I didn't know. Uh, they scheduled that. You know, he doesn't take days off. Um, I like him in that four spot, to be honest. He's actually been hitting pretty well out of that. Uh, have that lefty there. You can have Drury behind him. Um, switch it or Bell behind him as well. Like, I like that combination. But, yeah, to that comment, yeah, Crony, he's a cool dude. He's a good, he's a good guy. Uh, my favorite player. Robot says, this season was an emotional roller coaster, but I'm stoked they got rid of Hosmer and that we made it to the playoffs. Dreams do come true. Oh, man. Yeah, talking about Hos getting rid of Hosmer, that was one of the highlights of the season as well. Yeah, I remember fist pumping all over my house when they, got, when they traded Hosmer. I did the same thing when they, got Ho when they got Soto that day. I was like, no way, this really happened? They really got rid of Hosmer? Because remember, we didn't think Hosmer was going anywhere. Because he didn't accept the trade to the Nationals. Voight was going and Hosmer was still on the team. 
So yeah, that was a good moment. Mr. Robot says, the real MVP is Ben for giving us great coverage all year. Keep it going. You rock. Thank you. I appreciate it. Look, it's not, look, I don't do this for money or anything. Like, I got monetized on YouTube here, so I'm, I'm throwing it out there. If you want to support the channel, you can use the Super Chat button, but I'm not doing it for that. Like, I, I really do love talking with Padres fans and, you know, all the Padres fans this year that have said hello at the ballpark, that have noticed me, um, and have we've had those conversations. It's been really, really cool. Really cool. So I appreciate all of you. Um, and I'm just a diehard Padres fan, you know, and this is one of those highlights, right? Getting to come on here and talk about the Padres clinching a postseason spot. Those are the things that uh, are like on your checklist at the beginning of the year. You know, obviously, go make the postseason and then go celebrate it with other Padres fans, right? So thank you for that kind comment. I appreciate you. Yeah, gas lamp is going off. I see that in the comments here. I'm sure it is. Sure it is. Jason says, are the Braves one game up on the Mets in the East? Uh, I believe they are. And they're also beating the Mets 5-3 to three right now. The, uh, I, think, I believe Atlanta won the first two games of that Mets series. So they're a game up on the Mets. So if the season ended today, we would be playing the Mets in the wild card round uh, at City Field in New York. I'm going to get through this chat, and then I promise I will get to the audio from the clubhouse today. I thought it was some tremendous, tremendous audio, but I want to get to your guys' comments and your thoughts because you guys, uh, you guys are amazing. You guys are here right now celebrating this Padres playoff clincher. Gabe says, honestly, you could DH Manny for a game or two before the wild card. Yeah. Oh, I think they will. Yeah. I think Manny's going to get a day off before the wild card. Definitely. Look, it, it's about keeping guys healthy right now. You know, I'm not trying to lose, but I'm not going all out to win because we've made the postseason already. Right. I'm fine with wherever they go, five or six seed, wherever I'm fine. I, I'm confident, I'm very confident in this team that they can beat any wildcard team they face. Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't even win a game. But right now, I'm confident in this team. I, I'm keeping the faith like I've had, like I have had the whole season. All right, let's get to what you guys have probably been waiting for, the audio from inside the clubhouse today. Petco Park, the Padres celebrating uh, they were celebrating the Gangnam Style. Uh, Hassan Kim had that video, or uh, excuse me, he was playing that song and dancing to it. Uh, Will talked to Mud in the clubhouse. Soto also talked to Scan. Crony talked to Mud. Uh, Manny had a tremendous moment, I thought, uh, to Scan as well. Musgrove talked to scan and so i will play all of those right now the all of these videos credit to bally sports san diego i'm just playing it from their twitter the audio here into the mic um 
So this is credit to them. And so we will start with the uh, let's start with the the guys celebrating. We're, let's start uh, with the guys celebrating here. Series. There's experience in that locker room that you're going to have to rely on. But now, Mike, it's about popping that champagne for the first time. Bob Melvin understands how hard it is to get to this point, but he also understands what it takes, and he's about moving forward. What's next? But celebrate what you have earned today. For Machado and here they start celebrating. Darvish, this will be their fifth postseason appearances and you know for the rest of the roster a lot of them have postseason experience but it was in the covid year where there weren't fans in the stands what a difference thinking about selfishly how i can fix myself and also try to it has everything to do with experience mike when you go into all right that's that that's sweeney and uh pomerantz credit to those guys for obviously being there every day but i want to get to the players sorry i thought that was going to be more the music and stuff that was playing uh, here, let's get to the interviews. This is Musgrove. This is Musgrove first talking uh, to Scan. His thoughts on making the postseason. And Musgrove is another guy, obviously my second favorite player on this team. And then Will's probably really close second, or, or excuse me, really close third. Um, obviously a San Diego kid went to Grossmont High School, and for him to be one of the leaders of this team to guide this Padres team to the postseason, probably has to be amazing for him it's an amazing story so here is joe talking to scan in the clubhouse after the game again valley sports san diego how exciting is this for you guys yeah incredible man i mean excited for the city it's kind of a culmination of us as players the staff the fans everybody wanting this so bad and i know the city i was one of those fans for a long time so to be on this side of it and be able to share this moment with them is awesome so it's got to be extra special for you as you said you were one of those fans for a long time this this was your yeah, your goal to bring a championship here, but a big step is getting to the postseason. How much does this mean to you? Yeah, absolutely. Marking off the first one on the list right here. It's a big, the first one's always the biggest, the toughest. And now anything can happen. You just got to get your way into the dance, you know? It's been a tough season for you guys, a lot of challenges. How close is this ball club right now? Yeah, we're the closest we've ever been, man. I mean, a lot of ups and downs, like you said. Starting off the season hot, missing some of our guys. The toddy news, a lot of things going on. But uh, this group persevered, man. We, uh, we overcame some things. We pulled tighter when we needed to, and uh, now we're here. Amazing. Amazing. And he's right. Anyone can go win it. Anyone can go win it. When the postseason hits, it is a new game. The regular season records are thrown out the window. Those help you get to the postseason, but those don't help you get through the postseason. And so it's just about who's the hot team. And the Padres, they're playing good baseball right now. Next one, here is Manny Machado talking to Scan. He got Scan wet because Scan, he was not wet. You know, his hair, he had tremendous hair. But this was some funny, this was a funny moment in the clubhouse. Uh, started pouring some champagne or beer, whatever it was, on Scan to get this guy into the celebration. Here is Manny. Congratulations, Manny. How exciting is this for you guys? 
Oh, man, it's awesome, man. It's something that these guys have worked hard for. We've all worked hard for, you know, to be in this situation. So it's been, uh, you know, it's a blessing that we made it here. It's just the beginning. Um, you know, we got some unfinished business. Manny, more than ever, it seemed like you were responsible for this postseason experience. You were carrying this ball club on your back offensively for a long time. Your leadership stepped up when the team needed it. How meaningful is this for you personally, knowing how much you mean to this postseason ball club? It's just a matter of going out there and playing baseball. You know, I love these guys. You know, we've been we've been at this grind all year. We've had ups and downs. We had adversity to deal with. And, uh, you know, just a matter of going out there and just doing what I can do to play and have a good time at the same time. It's been awesome. And, you know, just enjoy this moment. That's all we can do. Well, I just want to let you go celebrate. But how ready is this ball club for postseason? It seems like you guys are starting to hit your stride here down the end. Yeah, I mean, we, we play postseason baseball all September. We've had some good good matchups. We faced some hell of a pitching. We faced some playoff teams as well. So, um, you know, we, we know what we got to do. Um, we just got to continue striving and uh, do what we got to do. There we go. We're not done yet. I love that message. I love that message. And uh, Manny earned it. Manny freaking earned celebrating today. Uh, you know, he talked about it in that interview being out there for his team, doing what he can to be available on the field, posting. That's what he did, and that's what part, that's what, uh, that's part of, I don't know, amazingness isn't a word, but <laughs> that's how I describe him. That, that's just part of the uh, legend of Manny Machado, if you will, the greatness of Manny Machado. There you go. Like, this guy just plays, you know, there, there, it doesn't seem all the time like there's urgency, but he's just so good. And as Greg Garcia, former Padre, told me on the show a couple weeks ago, whenever I did that interview, he just he makes it look easy because he's just better than everyone else. But he works his butt off, and he worked his butt off this year to get this Padres team to the postseason, and he put this team on his back to start the year. Credit to Haas as well. you got to be fair. Credit to Haas uh, for the first month, but Manny has continued that throughout the entire year. The entire year. And uh, I keep going back, obviously, to those nine days, the nine games that he missed. He missed nine games when it looked like he like shattered his ankle. 14 hours of rehab every day, not getting a ton of sleep, doing whatever he can to get back in the lineup because he knew those guys needed him. And he got a lot of money from the Padres. They gave him a lot of money, and he is paying it off. And uh, if, if Manny has not earned people's respect this year, I don't know what to tell you. They're Dodger fans, probably. That's it. Because he hasn't done anything dirty, from what I remember this year. He hasn't done anything dirty or anything like that, anything controversial. He's been a leader, posting every day. Um. He's taken Hassan Kim under his wing, obviously. I love seeing those two guys talk and have Manny and his, you know, his arm over uh, or around Kim. Uh, just those conversations, man, I'd love to hear those conversations. But um, he's my MVP, true, true MVP. And it, it kind of gives me chills after the Padres had clinched and when Manny was up eighth inning or whenever that was today, the whole cr the crowd, the whole right field corner chanting MVP. Um, you know, we didn't have that obviously in, you know, 2018 or 2017 or 2016, right? Um, 
But we have that now. We have those guys. We have multiple MVP caliber players. Maybe not this year specifically, but those MVP talents, you know, the Juan Sotos. We have those Cy Young type talent, uh, talents, you know, Darvish and Musgrove when they're really pitching well. And, and Snell is pitching like one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. We have that. We have best closer in baseball right now, I think. I mean, the guy has an ERA under one in his last 10 games, right? So we have this team now. Um, and so it, it's just amazing. It's amazing. We can continue here. I want to get to the Super Chat, though, first from FF23. I appreciate this, man. Says, I'm crying with you, man. Uh, LFGSD, ticket ready for NLDS. Yeah, I know a lot of people's tickets are ready for there. Again, I don't want to jump to there right now because they still have to get through the wild card series first. Whether they play the Braves or the Mets or the Cardinals, don't know yet, obviously. Uh, but so, yeah, my family, we have tickets already for the NLDS because we have season tickets and stuff. But I, I, I'm not I'm not even thinking about that right now. Like, that would be great. And having a playoff game at Petco, that is a dream come true. Kind of like today was one of those dream come trues. But I'm not even thinking about that right now. Right now, I'm thinking about keeping guys healthy to finish off this year, seeing who the Padres play, who, who they're going to play in the wild card series, and uh, getting through that wild card series, you know? Let's go. All right, here is, let's go to Jake. Jake with mud. So this is better if you go watch the video at Talking Friars on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Um, but Jake, at the end of this interview, he poured champagne on mud uh, at the end of it. And uh, it was just two of my favorite people. Mud, obviously, you know, making jokes through all the rebuilding years and even this year and stuff uh, with Don up there in the booth and Crony, obviously, my favorite player this made me uh, just smile ear to ear when um, I was in the car watching these clips first uh, so here is mud and crony again I recommend you watch this for the podcast audience and audience uh, on my social channels I have the clip here uh, full comments hopefully the Wi-Fi is working because I did cut in and out there uh, but let's let's hear from crony here we go does it get any better than this? This is awesome. Uh, this is what we show up to spring training for, do all the hard work for in the offseason, uh, to celebrate with these guys, to have the opportunity to go to the postseason and achieve our ultimate goal. Uh, couldn't do it with a better group of guys. I was just going to say, the fraternity we're witnessing right here, everybody on the same page having a big old party, all the aches and pains and the ups and downs of a season, it all comes to a head right here. This is what it's all about for you. Absolutely. You know, it hasn't been the easiest year. Uh, there's been a lot of struggles, a lot of ups and downs. Um, but, you know, we find ourselves in this situation because of the group we have, the fight, the willing to win. Uh, and to get to the opportunity to go to the postseason with these guys, uh, that's what we do. You know, last time it was a different scenario with a short season, but now with the fans and everything, how important is that for you? Yeah, I mean, I was telling Tony earlier, you know, in 2020 it was 60 games, so every game matters. Not saying that 162 matters, uh, but every game matters. Uh, whereas this year, you're going to go through the ups and downs, the struggles, but you're going through it with everybody in this room. Everybody goes through the ups and downs. Nobody's hot for the entire season. 
but it's one of those things when you get to this moment, it just makes it that more special. All right, well, go enjoy, Jay. Congratulations. Way to go. All right. <laughs> Thanks, you, kid. Thanks, kid. All right. They're having a big party down here. So that was Jake. At the end there, you see you hear Mud say, thanks, kid. Crony just just poured beer all over him. Um, he didn't have his uh he didn't have his glasses on, he wasn't ready. Uh, but just Jake smiling, Mud smiling, uh definitely made me smile. Um all right, moving on to Juan Soto talking with Scan. Here we go. Everybody's ready to come and go to the playoffs, go to all the way. You've had a chance to experience this before, but how exciting is it to go to the postseason, especially with the new ball club? You've only been here for a couple months, but you've helped them get to the postseason. I mean, every time you go, and it's, it's a new feeling. It's a, it feels different. It feels better every time. It just gets better and better. I feel great to be here and be part of all this. You seem to be hitting your stride here down the end. You've really been getting hot. How excited are you to make an impact in the postseason now that you're swinging the bat well and take that momentum in? Yeah, why not? I mean, I've been feeling great last couple of days. This is the right moment to get hot and go to the playoffs. Well, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the selfish. That music loud. That music was loud. From the videos I saw, it's loud in that clubhouse. Uh, but yeah, Juan's been there before. I think that's another positive for this team. Obviously, Juan Soto is an amazing talent. We know that. But he's been through what it takes to win a World Series in 2019, being a wild, wild card team. Uh, coming up with that huge hit. I know it was Trent Grisham that made the air. Now they're teammates. Josh Hader was on the mound. That wild card moment. They're all teammates now. What do we, you know, that's... Who knows what's going to happen a couple years from now, you know? Uh, but um, he's been through it. He's had those big hits in the games. He's had those monster home runs in the World Series. He's been through, um, you know, adversity through those postseasons. And so that's something that I think is very valuable to this team because not everyone's been to the postseason. You know, Will Myers, he's never been to the postseason in a full season with the Padres. And some of these guys, even when they were in 20, on the 2020 team, they were there. There were no fans there for these postseason games, right? Uh, you go through, like, uh, who, who's a good example? I mean, Joe Musgrove, yeah, he got there with the Astros, but didn't have a huge role with the team. Uh, but, having, even, but he was there, right? So having those guys be there, along, you know, with Soto and Manny's been to, to a World Series, uh, those guys that have the experience, I think, will be huge for those younger guys. Uh, the Jose Azokars, the Trent Grishams. Um, I know Grisham isn't like really young, but guys that haven't been that far. Um, and so just being able to provide uh, maybe some pointers, right? I think that is huge. So there's that. And I have not seen this one yet, but here is Will Myers. Ups and downs. Talk about going through all of them. That's this guy. Uh, he's been through, he's been there since 2015. Here's him talking with mud. I'm sure this is going to make me smile too. Here we go. Bally Sports San Diego. Tell me what you're experiencing right now. This is great, man. I mean, uh, to be here for eight years and to, to have it capped off of this is awesome. I mean, it makes all the hard times worth it. We're here now. We got a great team. All we needed was a chance to get in. We got it now. We got a great team. 
Uh, we're looking forward to the postseason. Can't wait to get going. We're going to be dangerous, and we're excited about it. I was just going to say that. You guys can be a dangerous ball club, and timing's everything. Seems like there's a handful of Padres, maybe more, down the stretch that can really make a difference, and it's just about getting in. It's just about getting in, man. It's uh, You can win a division. You can win 100-plus games, and it doesn't matter. It matters what happens in those games uh, in the postseason. I think we're built for that. We like where we're at. We got a chance, and that's all that matters. We're ready to capitalize on it and make something happen. You know, the one thing I've noticed about this ball club, Will, is that everybody pulls on the same end of the rope. Everybody's rooting for one another. Not a lot of guys on this team just worry about themselves, but everybody is working together, and this is what it's come to. Oh, it's great, man. We got a great group of guys here. Uh, we got a bunch of su- we got superstars on this team. We got great pitchers. Uh, I love what we got right here right now. We're dangerous, and we're ready to rock and roll, baby. That's all that matters. You got some good dance moves as well. I, I, I'm pretty good at dancing. I get a couple beers in me. I'm ready to rock and roll, you know? All right, well, go have some fun. Congratulations. Oh, man. He was ready. He, I love this at the end. I love this at the end. I'll play this again. When he said we're dangerous at the end, I love this. Hang on, let me load it one second here. We got great pitchers. Uh, I love what we got right here, right now. We're dangerous, and we're ready to rock and roll, baby. That's all that matters. There we go. I love that. I love seeing. A guy that's been through all those ups and downs alongside Mud right there, just having an amazing time. Uh, so that's the audio I wanted to play. Just what I what I got from that, it was a lot of joy. You know, through all the ups and downs, the adversity that this team faced, they're going to continue to face more adversity, right? You're n- no team. Uh, I mean, there's probably been teams in Major League history, but teams don't win every game in the postseason. Or if they do, they probably were losing at some point, right? There's going to be adversity. This team has faced plenty of that so they they know how to to deal with that so um i'm excited i I guess that's how i end it today i am excited for this postseason um i'm still gonna be doing everything like usual for this last series against the giants uh but i'm ready for this wild card series to start this coming weekend friday saturday sunday who knows might be in 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 new york might be in, in atlanta whoever the padres face might be in st louis Whoever the Padres face, I'm confident that they can win the way that they're playing right now. So, what a day. Uh, this episode, by the way, was brought to you by Gaglion Bros Famous Cheesesteak and Garlic Fries. Gaglionbros.com is their website. Thank you to them for sponsoring this show all season long. Uh, great cheesesteaks, cheesesteak fries, garlic fries. Uh, they're located on Friars Road, inside Snapdragon Stadium, and inside Petco Park. Hopefully, you can get some Gaglion Bros inside Petco Park before this season concludes again. Uh, and I'm not talking about the regular season. I hope, I hope that you can go get it in the National League Division Series if a game gets uh, played at Petco Park. Well, it will be in the National League Division Series, Game 3, if they get there. So I hope that you'll be able to get some of that then. Um, this team, they can go far. They're, they are dangerous, just like Will said there. They're dangerous. And uh, I'm just elated that this team is in the postseason in a full season for the first time since I was three, since 2006. All right, that's going to do it. Episode 239, Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fine signing off. I'll see you later. Go Pods.